Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Through 25 seasons. Hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Have you let yourself go? Have you? Well, thousands of viewers have confessed to us that sweats have become your daily wardrobe. But many of you say makeup is just a distant memory, that the knot has become your signature hairdo, and that you gain so much weight you don't even recognize yourself. You know who you are. So this is so interesting. Listen to this. We conducted a poll, and 93% of you admitted that you've let yourself go. My friends, that's going to end today. That's going to end today. Everybody listening. We're going to help you begin to launch your own comeback. Our first viewer, Ms. Julianne, can hardly believe that this used to be her life. And I know a lot of you are going to relate. I used to compete in beauty pageants. Being in pageants gave me confidence and I had an amazing body. I felt beautiful, I was fearless in public. I felt I had a bright future in television or acting. One of the biggest moments in my life was when I was crowned Miss Toronto. Everywhere I went, people knew who I was and I loved the attention. Accepting the title was a dream come true for me. Come on out, Julianne! Nice to see you. So there you are as Miss Toronto. Yes. Okay. What do you see? I see a young woman who really has it all and is on top of the world. I felt great about myself. Mm -hmm. I was in great shape. I was always very athletic and strong mm -hmm. and had lots of dreams and aspirations for myself mm -hmm. and had direction. Mm -hmm. I felt like I, I could accomplish anything. This is you today. This is, this is me today. Okay. And who is that person? I, I honestly, I look at that picture and I, I don't know who that, per, pit, that person is. It's a stranger. It looks like I'm in a fat suit. I've got little things that jiggle in behind and yeah. I feel like I've got an extra person carrying on the backside. Yeah. And I just, I look so different. And because I was always so athletic and strong, I kind of lost who I was in that process of gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And I've basically done nothing because I'm not sure what to do or where to go. I've lost myself. Mm -hmm. So, in all that, I, I know that I've not only cheated myself, I've cheated my husband and my son, too, so. Wow. wow. Yeah. 
Well, I think you represent so many other women. I hear that a lot, especially from moms who have given up their lives. Really, you sacrifice, which that's what being a mother means, I think, to that's a right. great extent, is sacrificing yourself. But I think the sacrifice doesn't have to mean loss. And I hear you're still wearing maternity clothes, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. It's, it's just easy to deny the fact that you've gotten to a certain size. It's comfortable and... Um, I call that elastic mind. Yeah, and I just refuse to buy new clothes to yeah. fit me. So yeah. I'm, I'm in that stage of still wearing my maternity pants, yes. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, you're ready to launch a comeback, right? Yes. Ready to launch a comeback. Yes. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It is no surprise that the number one reason that women let themselves go is that they put their families first and themselves last. Right. Okay, our next two viewers used to have it all together too. I'm a very successful real estate agent. When I would walk into a room, I felt like the life of the party. I felt radiant. I love my hair, I love my face, my body. I was very confident in photographs, even in bathing suits. I was really active, exercised a lot. I took my daughter on these amazing trips. I was living this dream life. My career was going well. I had lots of friends around me. I think it showed in my body and the way I walked, the way I spoke. I had decided that I was going to run a half marathon. I started training for it. I put a lot of attention to the way I look. I wore a lot of form-fitting clothes. When I walked into a room, people noticed me, particularly men. I felt beautiful, I felt fearless, I felt bold, I felt like the world was at my feet. Come on out, Natalie, come on out. Andrea, come on out. So, we asked Natalie and Andrea to ponder this question, why have you let yourself go? When I look in the mirror, I see a fat, unhappy woman that nobody would look twice at. I see a woman who is embarrassed to be in her body. I see regret. When my fiance and I got together, we bought a house. The future was absolutely with him. The breaking point was when he proposed to another woman online while I was living under the same roof. When Andrea's fiance left her for another woman, she packed on 40 pounds. Food is my drug of choice. I eat and eat and eat until I'm sick. I felt like I lost about 80% of myself in that relationship. I went from about 138 to about 205, 206 right now. One of the reasons why I've let myself go is I've seemed to attract the wrong type of men in relationships. Natalie knows the root of her pain is much deeper. I have some sexual abuse issues from my past. I was four years old. It was several family members at the time. They would um, have me do oral sex. Um, they would touch my body. One thing I live with all the time is 
I would say no. And um, they would make me feel very bad by saying, oh, well, you're not good enough then. Those comments still ring in my head every day that I'm not good enough. And um, I would love some peace with that. heartbreaking. You know, you represent one out of four women. And Natalie, you say that gaining weight has become your shield, which happens to a lot of people, sexual abuse. I'm one of them, yeah. It has become my shield. I feel, I, I have such fear of being hurt again mm. that I have gained this weight. It is my protective wall. I now can go out and be social and not have the fear of attracting dates or men. So because you don't feel confident enough to protect yourself or safe enough to protect yourself? I've, I've, I've made some poor choices in my um, life mm -hmm. <laughs> in regards to dating. And, and I who reached, hasn't? I, I know that. Mm -hmm. And I've reached a point where I've decided it's not worth the pain anymore for mm. me. Um, and to keep the pain from happening or me making poor decisions again, I have put up this barrier. Mm -hmm. Andrea, you say that the lingering effects of the relationship have taken your body over? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think it's the humiliation that I felt. I was living with someone, we were gonna be married. Actually, we were even trying to have a child. I mean, uh -huh. I, I went through a specific surgery just to make it possible for me to have this child with this person. And as the relationship went on about two years in, I found letters on his computer in which he had proposed to another woman in Thailand mm -hmm. and had planned on marrying this woman and bringing her back to the States. Mm -hmm. so, so did you kick him out immediately? Uh, actually, I left. You left? And, and that's how I, I, I am. What you did was, is that you internalized and repressed all your feelings and ate them. Absolutely. Uh -huh. It was more the embarrassment of it all. I mean, facing my family and telling them exactly what happened. And at the same time, I'm taking in food mm -hmm. and more food mm -hmm. and more food and yeah. more food. So. Yeah. And I, as I heard you told one of the producers that you, you want a new woman to come out of this whole personal oh, tragedy. Oh my goodness. The problem has been finding a way to get her out. You know, I start, and then for some reason, I'm not feeling worthy or something, and then I start eating again. I'll start running or walking a little bit, and then I'll regress. Yeah. Dr. Robin Smith is here. It all comes down to, are you worthy of being loved? Isn't that the bottom line? Yeah, absolutely. I are mean, whether or not it? we feel worthy and whether or not we have a sense that we have intrinsic value, that means that you have value simply because you're a human being and a, yeah. and a creation of God's. Mm -hmm. And so when we're robbed of that, that is where the wound really first starts. It's yeah. a spiritual wound. It is a spiritual mm -hmm. wound. We're talking about one of my favorite subjects in life, have you let yourself go? Pull out a picture of yourself from 10 or 15 years ago. Do you recognize that person? 35% of the women that we poll say that they've gained over 50 pounds since getting married, 35%. But today is a new day, and it is time, I believe, for us to pull ourselves back together. This is Julianne, Natalie, and Andrea. They all say that they have lost themselves along the way. And Dr. Robin Smith is leading up our pull yourself together team. 
of experts. We're glad to see you. We're pulled to together yourself. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Thank you. So, I should say, but I need some help being pulled together. Yeah. And I'm serious about that because even this, you know, you think, wow, like, well, she's pulled together, but I've had times where I fell off the wagon and it may not have been around weight, but it was around not having a sense that I had real value just simply because I was God's child. So I'm, I'm part of this story. Yeah. Well, you're looking at, <laughs> please, okay. You're looking at the poster child for this story. You know, one of the um, real issues here, and you all have such courage, because A, you're breaking the silence, because this is our little dirty secret. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in our homes. We don't tell anybody how badly we feel. We make all these lies up um, mm -hmm. to hide how ashamed we are. And so one of the issues when we talk about spiritual wounding you know, that sense that you're not good enough, is that a lot of times, Oprah, it's interesting that when we've been abused, whether it's physical abuse or being abandoned or betrayed, betrayed. Yeah. see, betrayal is another form of abuse. abuse yeah. mm -hmm. Often what happens is we start treating ourselves the way our abusers treated us. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes dangerous because we mirror the ways in which we were harmed. Yep. And so it's a lesson about, well, what was in your history that didn't teach you that you were valuable, period. Even if somebody touched your body, you talked about being made to do sexual things that were degrading and horrible and made you feel like an object, right? right? Like right. you weren't really a person. Right. So guess what we do when we don't feel like a person? we start treating ourselves like an object, shoving food in our mouths, mm -hmm. smoking, drinking, neglecting ourselves, pulling our hair in a ponytail. I've done it too. But part of what has to happen is you've got to get rid of that old tape, that lie that says you are not valuable because somebody else rejected Harm. Okay, isn't this what you. happens? I mean, I just had an epiphany as you were sitting here. I mean, I talk a lot about you become what you believe, mm -hmm. but isn't what has happened here that a person rejects you or a person abuses you, you believe that the way you were treated yeah. is really how you deserve to be That's treated. Right. You really believe that, and then you start to act Yes. that way Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what has happened. Up until now, up until you labeled the betrayal as abuse. I never thought about it that way. I, I always thought, well, I just made a bad decision. So, but I put it on me. Well, see, and isn't that something, how we blame ourselves even? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you were talking, yeah, this is my favorite subject. I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, as you were talking, Andrea, I was thinking you were saying you were so embarrassed and you were so humiliated. Yes. The other, the way I look at it, if you had told me this, I would be saying, girl, Aren't you lucky you found that son of a so-and-so before he, you know, you end up, girl, hallelujah. I, I mean, humiliated, I'd be going, yes. So you didn't have to like, you know, marry this guy and waste years of your life with this guy. They should be going like, girl, we're so happy you got out of that. Mm -hmm. And, and shouldn't she feel that way about herself? That's what I'd be thinking. Oh my God, I almost got tied up to that. Yes, no, you're 100% right, but that's when we're clear, Yeah. when we are enlightened. The other thing is she, because of humiliation, which causes shame, it makes us hide. If I don't tell the truth, my friends don't even know how to cheer me on because they don't know that I was pulled from a burning building. Mm 
Yeah. And you weren't pulled, but you didn't know yet, maybe until today, that your abuser, because that is again what he was and is, yeah. that you were saved yeah. from destruction. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it. See, the lie tells us, oh, something was wrong with me. Somebody else. He was else a deceiving, over... lying, so He was a loser. He was a loser. He was uh, a loser. He was, he was cheating on you yes. in your own house. And you are sorry and humiliated because you found out that he was cheating on you in your own house? But again, Oprah, what we're taught as girls and women is that if somebody cheats on me, it must be something wrong with me. Yeah. And that is the core lie. Yeah. Andrea says that when she let herself go, she cut her best friend out of her life. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. My Kathleen and I were friends for about 12 years. It wasn't just that I pulled away because of the embarrassment of the situation, but also in the embarrassment of how I looked. I felt very much like I was a failure. I absolutely didn't want her to see how I've let myself go. Kathleen has always been someone who's, who's been very proud of me, and I miss Kathleen a whole lot. And that's one of the biggest regrets that I have, is that I had pushed her away. Of course, if you watch The Oprah Show, you know this is the moment when Andrea and Kathleen haven't seen each other yeah. in three years. And Andrea says that step one is pulling herself back together, is facing Kathleen. So come on out, Kathleen. Yeah. Wow. Robin says, when women feel like they can't compete with other women, they drop out of the race. A lot of times we get tired, and instead of fighting, we think, you know what? I can't pull it off anymore. I can't pull the hair. I can't pull the makeup. I can't. I just can't pull the lie off any longer. What did you think it was, though, Kathleen? I just figured she needed time, and she kind of put me on hold. I knew she was having a hard time, and I knew it stemmed from the man. Yeah. But I didn't realize that it, it was all that. What do you want to say to her, Andrea? Well, I, I want to apologize for one thing, because I have pushed her away, and she has been one of my best friends ever. She never gave up. I would come home, and I would hear her voice on my machine and feel worse. You know what I mean? And then finally, I wrote her a letter probably about two months ago, because I, I still couldn't pick up the phone. And I told her how much I loved her, and I told her how much I missed her, and I told her that I, I, I promise we'll, we'll connect. But up until now, we, I, I just haven't been able to. Why haven't you been able to? It's all about humiliation. I've always been such a proud person. And then for her to see me after s such an embarrassing situation was just too hard. Just you, you got to get her to the point that she doesn't feel embarrassed Well, about. I was going to say, you're swallowing poison mm. every time you say that. You're still thinking that somehow you did something. Even when you apologize to her, it's one thing to say, 
I'm sorry that I forgot how much you loved me. I'm sorry that I forgot how much I loved you. I'm sorry that I let a liar get in between us. But that's so different than saying, I'm the loser, meaning you, because it's not you. The other thing I just want to say quickly is you talked about, you know, you and the ex-fiance, the loser, um, would go to New York and like when you were on top of your game. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, a part of friendship is we are sometimes not on top of our game. And that is when we need each other. We need somebody to come and say, look, I know you're not doing well. I know life is hard. And to receive us and to live in the truth that we are lovable in the face of not being on top of our game. That's real friendship. It's deep love. Yeah, that's deep. 78% of the women we polled said they feel that they're not good enough for anyone, even themselves. I think that is tragic. It is tragic. Judging by our viewer mail, women letting themselves go is a crisis in this country. We're launching a plan, it's an idea, to help you get yourself back. So I wanted to talk to to you, Natalie, because as everybody knows, I was, you know, a victim of sexual abuse too, a survivor. Mm -hmm. The reason why for me it happened in the first place, not for everybody, is that I, I, I wasn't able to establish boundaries and didn't feel safe enough to be able to tell anybody and trust anybody mm-hmm. that would help me. And what I have found is that even today, at this age, I still run into abusers. Mm-hmm. They're just wearing suits and they come in different uniforms. Mm-hmm. And that if you never learned how to say no and set up boundaries, you end up spending the rest of your life doing it because it keeps coming back and it keeps coming back and it keeps coming back. And you have to learn to be able to stand inside yourself and say, oh, oh, I I see you. Mm -hmm. You're just an abuser. This this is, you're not asking me to touch your penis, Mm -hmm. but it's an abuse in a different form. Mm -hmm. Isn't this true? Oh, it's so true. That's a part of what you have to learn instead of going inside and burying it and being afraid of it because it's always gonna be there. That's a part of who you are on earth, yeah. is I, to learn to stand up to I that. I didn't feel, you know, being so young as well, Yeah. I didn't, you know, no one knew what was going on. Um, I had fear put into me, so I couldn't talk about it with anybody. Right. I did try to set boundaries at an early age and say no, and I was constantly told, well, you're not good enough then, and you could be better. As a child, you can't set the boundaries. Right, right. You can't set the boundaries. And you shouldn't even have to be yeah. setting boundaries right. yeah. at yeah. that yeah. age. Right. Yeah. So, but what I find too is I, beca- I am a very good chameleon because of it. On the outside world, I'm very confident. I do a great job with my business. I'm a great mother, but it's this internal struggle that no one ever sees. Okay. So Karen says if you told her she'd be on the Oprah show talking about letting herself go, she would have never believed it. And this is why. My job was everything that I lived for. I had a high-powered sales position. I was very successful. They loved me. I had lots of awards. I looked like success. I could walk into a room and clear it. Everyone would turn around and look. I had a flawless figure. I had great legs. I worked out two or three times a week. I felt sexy and powerful. Come on out, Karen. Dr. Robin. Okay, Karen opened up about why she thinks she let 
herself go. I got laid off. I've just given up on everything. I just totally, just emotionally just let myself go. It was an emotional meltdown. I just laid on the couch eating snacks and just sleeping all day and watching sad movies and crying all day. Just a pity party for six months. I don't even try to look good anymore. I have no reason to get up in the morning to get dressed. Having a three-year-old and feeling like I'm 50 years old is just very difficult. I'm out of shape and I can't keep up with her anymore. First of all, there's nothing wrong with being 50. Let me just tell you. <laughs> Karen says that people don't look her in the face anymore when they talk to her. Really? No. They're embarrassed because they saw me the way I was, and now they see me now, and I think they just feel sorry for me. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel? I feel like a train wreck. I'm just emotional wreck. Karen says she stopped socializing, just like Dr. Robin says. What happens is we all then hide, don't want to participate in life. Yeah. 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 It's the shame. I mean, again, you, you dropped out because you felt that somehow mm -hmm. that old image that we just saw was all of who you are. Mm -hmm. And so when that person was no longer there, you felt like your whole essence was gone. Mm -hmm. If we are our jobs, if we are our bodies, yep. if we are our bank accounts, if we are our men, when the relationships are working, then when those things are no longer there, then all of a sudden I feel like I'm lost, I'm gone. The other thing, the word that came to me was self-abuse. That a lot of this is about self-abusing. Mm -hmm. And so if we get fired, again, then it makes me the loser. Instead of sometimes there are layoffs, or maybe I even screwed up. Does that mean that my intrinsic worth and value is gone? And the answer all too often for most of us is yes. Well, I think it comes, what everybody needs to do who feels like you've lost yourself is there needs to be a redefinition yes. of who am I? Mm -hmm. Because you thought you, you, you were your job. Yeah. You thought you, you were your job. You identity. Yeah, you thought you were that identity. And then identity. when that identity's taken away, you don't even know where to go. Yes. Yeah, well, that's no different than Julianne and every other mother who's watching us right now who has given themselves, who has the title of being mother. Yes. And then once you become a mother, what I've, I've seen from all of you mothers who are doing it well and trying to do it right, is that you then define yourself as mother. Mm -hmm. I've said a thousand times on this show, it's the hardest job on mm -hmm. earth, mm -hmm. but that's not all of who you are or who you were meant to be. Yes. Even if you are the best mother, mm -hmm. isn't that right? Absolutely, and that being the best mother means being a woman who also takes care of herself. Cheryl says she used to be in the know about style, perfectly coiffed. Every last detail of her look was planned out. Now she calls herself a fat suburban mom who doesn't care. Come on out, Cheryl. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Dr. Robin. Cheryl's been keeping a video diary about why she thinks she let herself go. Fantastic. I do feel like I've actually let myself down tremendously, not only physically, which is the obvious, but inside. When I look in the mirror, I'm like, what happened to me? I don't see Cheryl. I see a person. 
but I don't see me. And you know, I just, I wanna find me. I've gained about 30 pounds. So did, well, let me stop lying. I've gained about 35 to 40 pounds. Um, I don't do my hair. About four years ago, I had a daughter who was born prematurely. I felt that my whole life changed because I chose to stay home. I feel that I've lost a lot of myself. Now she's going to school and I am still this. I wanna, I wanna embrace life, but I, I just, I need to get there. Cause it just makes me realize just how far I've fallen, you know? Just how far I've fallen. Thank you for being so honest, Cheryl, really. Mm -hmm. And the tears are for what now? The tears are? Just standing out loud. Yeah. I guess really embracing the fact before when I, I knew I looked like this, this has been a process ongoing since my daughter was born. Mm -hmm. um, but she was born prematurely. And the first year, I, pers I basically just threw myself into taking care of her. Yeah. Now that she's going to school, it's like, I'm still this person. Yeah. And I don't know how to pull myself out of this train wreck of yeah. a person that I've become. So oh. it's a little bit saddening to see just how far I've fallen. And when you see it on camera, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. And your tears just, it's a good beginning. I mean, these tears that we've been holding in, that's part of the beginning of healing, letting ourselves speak the truth out loud, hearing the truth. But, you know, I was listening to your story and I thought this is like a search and rescue effort. And I feel like what you're doing is everybody is in search of who they really are. Now, hear what I said. Not who you were, because that person is not there anymore. Yeah. Something better and improved is possible. Yeah. And so you want to be aware. We don't want the old you. You want the new you the new woman so that you're on a search and you're going to rescue and partner because with that new person. Because isn't the goal in, the goal in life as, as I see it, and I, I feel that as, as people, as a, as a race of human beings, that the goal is to become more of who you are. Mm -hmm. And when you go back looking for that person who used to be, trying to claim that. That's why people get, you know, stuck in bad looks because they're, you know, wearing a lipstick that looked good in 1975. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, try, try, trying to hold yes. on to that person. And all of the good life is about being able to evolve, you know, as human beings on the planet, evolve into your best self, but to become more Absolutely. of who you were meant to be. You know, what it means to be a good mother. You also, Cheryl, had a premature child. And you get thrown into a situation that you're really not prepared for, and you lose yourself. I call it killing me softly. Yeah. It's, you know, these silent cancers, these things that sneak up on you, and you don't overnight give up on yourself. We don't overnight put ourselves in the bun or start overeating, or for me, it's undereating. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen overnight. It's a gradual thing that eats away at your core. Yeah. Well, eighty percent of women who admit to uh, letting themselves go also say their sex life has suffered. Cheryl says that's a major problem in her marriage. She feels like she's breached the marital contract she made with her husband. Really? Yeah, I do. I mean, when he met me, our sex life was great. You know, we were together all the time. 
We planned romantic evenings. He'd come home, candles, everything to work. So I'd wear sexy, you know, lingerie and just be beautiful. And now, because my inside is so lost and dark, when it comes to being intimate with my husband, I don't feel good about myself, so how can I make him feel good? I don't love myself right now, so it's really hard to show him love. And it breaks my heart because he's such a good husband and he loves me so much. Um, what's important here is, yes, that you want to be concerned for him and his pleasure, mm -hmm. but guess what? You got to start with you. And so what about crying some tears that your own sexual aliveness is being compromised. Ooh, you looked like, wow. <laughs> no, because She's... it's so true. It's so true. It's just like, be before this downfall, and I call it a downfall because it's just step by step, I'm falling. Spiraling, yes. Yeah, it's spiraling down. I was very sexual. I, I loved sex, and it's and just And you like, enjoyed it for yourself. And I enjoyed it. I wanted to. But now it's just, I don't have that desire anymore. It's like, I have a daughter, and when she comes and gets in bed with us, I'm like, oh, thank you. You know? <laughs> well, and again, you know what? Most mothers can identify. They're laughing because they do the same I was thing. Say, <laughs> they're saying, oh, that's me. I'm glad she's Hold up on, there. Babies. <laughs> but what you're really saying is your daughter, in many ways, and you're even sensitive and honest and real about that, has become a way of excusing and helping you hide from reclaiming that passionate aliveness that belongs to you. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You are absolutely, you have yeah. hit it on the head. Well, and you've exactly... hit it on the head because you're telling the truth. Yeah. And that's where this liberation starts, that we begin to confess the truth. Yeah. This is a process that we're going to be going through, unraveling the layers that have clouded who we really are. So I think it begins with asking yourself, who am I? I think there needs to be a redefinition of what that means for everybody. It's a thing that I constantly ask myself. I believe everybody has a calling on the planet mm -hmm. and that you're called to this space, to the planet Earth, to do something really special mm -hmm. and that you are special because you are born. Now, it's taken me a long time to, to get to be able to articulate that. But the reason I am who I am doing what I do is because in the heart of me, in the core of me, I've always known that mm -hmm. is true. And the thing that has saved me, I'm not here to talk religion to anybody, but the thing that saved me in my life through the abuse, through poverty, through discrimination, everything is, no, is believing, is the belief that I was God's child. I was God's child. What I'm asking those of you who are listening to me and for you all to redefine that definition for yourself. And, and come up with whatever your answer is. Who am I? Mm -hmm. And why was I called here? Mm -hmm. Why are you really here? That's the first question we're gonna examine in mm -hmm. the process of un unraveling. Absolutely. Getting back to ourselves. You have the right yes. to a beautiful, prosperous life just because you were born. The birthright. Yeah, because yes. you were born. Absolutely. So whether the man wanted you or not, whether your mother said you were fabulous or not, whether your boss chose to keep you around or not, it's not about them. It's about a new question that you're asking. What's my purpose? But who am I? Is it about listing what you do for a living? I'm a mother, I'm a writer, I'm a Christian, I'm a... 
or is it going a little bit deeper? I'm a, That's a perfect I question mean, because those things you just mentioned are characteristics. And things that you do. Yes, and I will tell you this. What happens is life, after we are born, starts chipping away at the whole human being that was born. So you were born and I was born believing and knowing we were enough. And then life happens. Our parents happen, school happens, gender happens, race happens. All this stuff happens that chips away at our original nature. So I want everybody to start thinking about who are you running around with? Who are your friends? Start scanning the world. Kathleen, for, for people you. who are gonna be in your life who will help feed not how good you look, mm -hmm. but feed how worthy you are because you are alive. If you identify with any of our guests who are on the show today and you see yourselves in, you see yourself in their stories or you have your own story and you know you've let yourself go, it's not too late to begin to peel back the layers of your own life and get your own self back on track. Goodbye, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. <laughs>